Welcome back to episode 2 of Montcast. In this episode, I'll be answering some questions my friends have sent in on Instagram. So without further ado, let's get right into it. This is a podcast about topics everyone can follow and with guests everyone should follow. And don't forget to show me some love on on these podcasts, please. Uh, A like and a follow would be much appreciated. Okay, so the first question coming in is, how do you stay mentally fit? See, now that all really depends, to be honest. Um, me, personally, it's all about the end goal. Like, where I want to be. I don't know if you've seen, there's that speech one of those actors gives. Like, he compares himself to where he will be in 10 years. And he does it every 10 years. And he never gets to where he wants to be because he's always pushing further. And that's, that's, how, that's how I've started to look at my life, I guess. I always want to be better. To the end goal. I'm never going to get to my end goal. But as long as I get close, I'm happy. Because I know I want to keep pushing my expectations higher and higher. So I can... Go, go somewhere in life, yes. Because before I've been really demotivated. I've not been mentally fit at all previously. During high school, um, it was kind of a shit show, to be honest. But the end of high school matric and now the first year of uni, I've really started to work on my mentality and that end goal has really driven me to push to lengths I didn't know were capable than I was capable of, so, yeah, I guess that's my advice, just have an end goal, but make sure that end goal is never achievable, so you keep pushing yourself further and further. Okay, question two, what drives you every day to not give up? Um, so... One of my closest friends, uh, Rowan Bloom, he passed away when we were in grade nine. And I look at him as an example because before he passed, passed away, he, he lived his life to the fullest. Every day, worked hard, did well, was always happy in a good mood. So I look up to him as an example. And he actually really drives me not to give up. I know there's something worth fighting for. He didn't get a chance, so why should I take my chance for granted? Why should, yeah, so... Like, he was such a talented kid, and he got, his life got wasted. I wouldn't say wasted. He, what he did in his short life was incredible. But he had so much more potential, and it wasn't fair that he went. So now I know that I'm not going to take my life for granted. The chance I've been given, I mean, using most of my opportunities... You know, to expand and grow. Yeah, and it's all my family as well. They drive me not to give up, to make them proud. My friends, I want to show them that I am capable of doing things, being successful, you know, growing mentally and physically. I mean, in the past year, physically, I've changed a lot. I mean, I used to be in high school, I was known as the the plumpy kid, you know, I had a nickname Pear or Uncle Pear. Um, 
And this year I've really focused on my fitness and, and also my mental fitness as well. I think I'm just a completely different person this year. I've really changed and for the better. I'm really proud of where I am. And I'm, I'm going to continue not to give up and fight every day. Yeah. And also that question depends really on everyone as well. It's like different, it's an opinion-based question. For some people, diff, to different things drive different people, you know, not to give up. So for me, it's my friend, my, my friend Rowan, my family, um, and myself. But for other people, it may be a career, a success, um, to support their family, to make the family name proud. It all differs with people. But for me, it's, it's my friend and the family. And um, it's all about just continuing to push. I know it's like a standard motivational speech, yeah? standard. But um, no, nah, it is. It's all the same. I mean, you can say you've heard it before, but it's all, it's all true. You know, pushing to be better and working for something so you don't have to give up. I mean, like for me, I want to start a business, my own business one day. Um, it's already in the making. I'm already working on it in link with this podcast. I mean, it could, it could branch off from this podcast, but so my goal is to get really good marks in my degree, which is a business degree, so I can expand my business knowledge to create the business in the future, and that's my goal. So I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to sit around and you know, throw my marks down the drain. I'm going to work hard for it to get where I want to be. I want to be a CEO of a business, a successful business. So yeah, that's what drives me, not to give up. The next question is a bit off topic of what we were speaking about so far, but it's quite an interesting one. It is, uh, what are your views on how sport should be handled worldwide during the coronavirus? That's a very interesting question because I know if, um, football is like soccer is starting to go back. Um, they're just not having attendance of fans. See, for me personally, that ruins the sport, especially a sport like soccer. The fans are everything in in the games. The vibe, the buzz. To not have that, it's a bit dead to watch. Like I was watching the Bundesliga because the first one back. I think it was Dortmund for Schalke. It was dead. <laughs> I just didn't enjoy it. Like this is, the football was good, but the atmosphere is no one in the stadium. It was dead, 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 dead. But I do obviously sport for the athletes and the competition. The sport has to come back, all sports. So I think a gradual, a gradual, um, what you call it, increase in games per week could happen. Like only having one or two games a week for all teams, like, in the league, and bring, not having it, like, every day, and this, unfortunately, the fans won't be able to attend the rest of the season, I don't think. But, yeah, it's just, it is what it is. I do, in my opinion, they should bring, bring sport back. It is needed, especially for the actual sportsmen as well, and the teams. 
You take take Liverpool for example. I'm a Liverpool supporter. Um, we're so close to winning the Premier League for the first time, and if this season gets cancelled, how unfair is that to us? I know that sounds selfish, but how unfair is that? We've worked this hard just to get nothing. So the league should continue. And it's just going to suck without fans. I mean, take high school, for example, like Matrix, Ronda Bosch with Bishop. It's a big rugby derby. Bishop Bosch. That's not going to happen this year. Like that's, And if, if it did, there wouldn't be no crowd. It's dead. Imagine a Bishop Bosch game with no crowd. How boring is that? The fans make up sport entertainment. It's no fact. You can't play sport without the fans. It's just a, it doesn't feel the same. So yeah, it's going to take some adjusting and some getting used to. But we have to deal with it and hope by next year it'll be back to normal and we'll be in the, in the stadiums, in the stands, cheering our teams on. It's, it's quite a it's quite a weird question to answer because I don't really know with the coronavirus what's actually going to happen. That's what I want to happen. But in my opinion, I don't see it. I don't see the fans being put back into the stadium for a while, at least two years or a year and a half. It's going to take a long time. But I really do hope that they bring the sport back, especially like the Premier League the NBA, all the major ones. They really, really should bring that back. So the next question is, list all your rugby injuries. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> There's a few of them. Um, oh, let's start off in primary school. My first major injury was my knee in grade five. <laughs> yeah, I was playing for Valkenburg Primary School and we were on, it was a grade 6, no, no, it was grade 6. It was a sports tour and a, two guys scissor tackled me and my knee just like popped out. That was pretty rough for like a 12 year old to go through. I, that really did suck. And then in grade 7, I fractured my ankle in rugby and I broke a finger, if I remember. Yeah. Yeah, so my primary school injuries was the pop and I popped up my knee, fractured my ankle and broke my finger. So I only started playing rugby in grade five. And then high school, grade eight, I had no serious injuries, just my knee played up a little bit. Grade nine I fractured my other ankle. Um and that was it for that year. Grade ten I Damaged my knee again. And I broke two fingers, I think, grade 10. Yeah, it's two fingers. In grade 11, I broke another finger. What did I... I injured my other knee. Wasn't too bad, though. Oh, wait, how can I forget? Sorry, in primary school, grade 7, I got serious whiplash. I had to have a neck cast. Like a neck brace on for like six weeks. Sorry, I completely forgot about that. Um, and then grade 11. That's about it really. About it really was, grade 11 wasn't too bad. Then matric. 
I broke my nose. Okay, what was it broke? Okay, fractured. Fractured my nose in the beginning of the year. Um, got my head got split open. Um, I popped my elbow out. So I got put back, got put back in on the same day. So it wasn't too bad. I permanently broke another finger. So it's still skiff. Like to this day, it's still skew. Um, my knee got quite damaged in the beginning, but I pulled back. I pulled through with that. And then on my last rugby game of the of high school career, second half against Bishops, my knee black collapsed. I collapsed my knee, it was just like broken. It wasn't broken, but you know what I mean, it wasn't so much pain. I just couldn't walk on it. And then this year for university, I've um, bruised my rib cage and I broke a toe. And that's about it. <laughs> I say it's about it, that's quite a lot, but it's all minor injuries. I've had the only injury that's been like long lasting is a knee injury from primary school and my ankle. But my ankle's not too bad. Yeah, but I'm still going and I'm still going to play rugby. The next question is um, about student life, asking about student life. Key word in this is independence. Literally, it's a massive step from high school. I mean, I'm living by myself now. Well, I have a roommate. We live by ourselves. We cook for ourselves, clean for ourselves. We have to get up. You know, no parents nagging you to go get the bus or make it, you know, at hostel. It's all in your own doing. I mean, if you don't want to, you don't have to go, but then you have the risk of fading a class. And you have to study with no parents, you know, nagging you from behind. I mean, it's a, it's a big step up. But I'm enjoying it, the independence. It's a, it's a step that's helping. Like my one of my first questions, you know, meant be mentally fit and drives me not to give up. I mean, this independence is helping a lot with my maturity. Um, yeah, it's helping my growth overall a lot more. And yeah, uh, another thing, the workload at university is hectic compared to matric. It's a shit ton. Whenever you think you finally have a break, they put another, give you another assignment. They give you more, another test. It's just it's so much work. Very time consuming. Very, very time consuming. The sport is phenomenal. A lot of work as well. I mean, I went from playing, from practicing three times a week at Wonderbosch during high school to now practicing five days a week. And then one, and plus a day of a match day. So six days of rugby and one day off per week. Very intense. Very draining on the body. But I'm loving it. Well, I was loving it until the corona virus happened. But now I'm keen to get back to play. Play more. Um, and also, university currently during lockdown is very different. It's very interesting. Uh, it's definitely not a vibe, I'm not going to lie. I far more enjoyed going to university, being on campus, 
going to get us iced coffees at the Nielsen between lectures, hanging with the mates, playing the rugby, going to the clubs at night, you know, having a piss up with the boys. You are miss those days. Cheese. <laughs> Sound like an alcoholic here. <laughs> um, but it's true though. Not you know, No, I'm not an alcoholic. That's not true. But <laughs> me missing the boys and you know all of that. That's true. <laughs> it's all about being just isolated. It sucks. And it's working from a screen. I mean, these online tests just aren't working out. Because you think it's easier because you have an open book. But you waste half the time looking through the book to get the answer. And you're under pressure. It's stressful. You give your sister running around in the background, nagging. Your mom's shouting at a client or something. It's, it's more distracting, to be honest. But it'll be over soon. Just make the most of it, I guess. I'm enjoying the time with my family. I haven't spent this long with them in forever. So it's good to catch up. On time, on time, I'm, I messed with them during high school. Yeah, and overall, student life, it's banging. It's a buzz and a half. And the final question of this episode is my workout motivation. What motivates me to work out? And that's all, that for me. One thing, I never, ever want to be my old self. The pear-shaped boy in high school and primary school. Yo, no, no, no. I know people say, but you must be comfortable in your body. Well, for me, being comfortable in my body is being fat. I would not feel comfortable in my body at all. Being that fat, that unfit. Literally, all the way until... End of grade 11, I was, no, I was not in good shape. And then thanks to me being part of the first team rugby for pre-season at Ronnebosch, that made me, that, that basically opened the gate for my fitness. Because I, I lost 11 kilos from that pre-season, 11 kilograms, and I gained. So I lost 11 kilograms of fat and gained, I think, 7 kilos of muscle. In about three months. And then I just continued that whole year. Grafting. Last year grafting. But obviously then it all went to shit. For during final exams. Because I'm such a bad stress eater. So I just. I gained quite a bit of weight. For the, the exams. And then plate rage. Did not help. <laughs> the amount of alcohol. And two minute noodles. I consumed. During. Ten days. It's shocking. <laughs> it is disgusting. And a disgusting amount. <laughs> and the amount of pack. I don't want to talk about Oh, it's gross. Think about it. Then after plet, I've been on the graft. I've been on the graft, you know. Working out. Getting my body back to the shape it was in the beginning of the trick. And I think I'm better now. I'm in my best shape of my life currently. I'm loving my, my workouts. I'm constantly motivated. I'm going to keep motivating myself. And I'm having a time in my life. Boys. It's, it actually makes me so happy to say that. Like, I'm actually happy about working out. I've never used to say that before. Yeah, so 
Look at motivation is never want to be my old self. Always want to be improving. And that kind of relates to my that second question of what drives you every day not to give up. It's setting that, that end goal of trying to achieve that goal of the end goal, but never getting there. So you always have higher expectations for yourself. So that fits in with that question as well. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Moncast with your host Sebastian Dumont. It's been a privilege. I really am really enjoying this. I hope you guys are liking it. I would love your feedback and comments to let me know what I'm doing wrong, what I'm doing right, where I can improve. And like I said in my first episode, my microphone's coming at the end of this week, so I do apologize for the audio. Uh, and video podcasts will be coming soon, as soon as I've set up my space, my podcast space. Yeah, so go subscribe to the YouTube channel, follow on the SoundCloud, go show me some love. Yeah. And I'll catch you guys on the flip side.